Now for the top missed questions in the neurological section. So first question here, which nursing actions are appropriate for the nurse preparing to administer phenytoin via nasogastric or NG tube? Select all that apply. Okay, so before looking at the options, let's break this down. The question's asking the appropriate nursing actions when giving phenytoin via that NG tube. The keyword there is NG tube or nasogastric tube. So before looking at the options, we're just thinking of a few things we know about the drug. So we know phenytoin is phenytoxic since it lasts a long time to prevent seizures. And the NG tube, we have to flush with water before and after we give really any drug. And specifically for this drug, you have to stop feeding tube at least one to two hours before and after giving the medication. So now for the options. Option number one is correct. We do hold tube feedings at least one hour prior to the administration of phenytoin. So the keyword there is holding at least an hour before and after giving. Now option two, flush the nasogastric tube with 30 mLs of tap water before and after administration. Yes, guys, we always flush with tap water before and after. Now, this one could have been tricky since some of you guys thought that sterile water is needed for an NG tube, which it's not. Tap water is perfectly fine. Now, option three is incorrect. Monitor the blood pressure and heart rate every 15 minutes for two hours after the administration. So technically, no, this is not needed to monitor the heart stuff. Since it's a long-term medication, so it takes a long time to kick in here. Now, option four, monitor liver function tests on a regular basis for patients taking phenytoin. Yes, phenytoin is phenytoxic. So any toxic drug can be toxic to the liver. Now, lastly, administer phenytoin at the onset of new seizure activity. So no, this is a long-acting drug. So during seizures, we have to give a faster-acting drug like a benzo ending in PAM and LAM, like Elprazolam. Okay, next question. Which adverse effects of phenytoin should the nurse immediately report to the provider? Select all that apply. Okay, let's break this down. This question's asking for the adverse effects of phenytoin to report immediately. So this is a priority question. We're looking for the most deadly adverse effects here. So before looking at the options, Think, what do you know about phenytoin, which we call phenytoxic? Well, the biggest thing is the therapeutic range. 20 is maximum, should be between 10 and 20. Second thing is the suicidal risk as well as the rash, which obviously are not good. And the earliest signs of toxicity is ataxia and slurred speech, that inability to walk and talk with that phenytoxin. You can't phenywalk it, and you can't phenytoc it. <laughs> okay, so option number one here. This one's correct. New reports feeling of unsteadiness when ambulating or basically walking around. Yes, the keyword there is new and unsteady gait, which indicates ataxia or that difficulty walking. Option two is also correct. The appearance of a new rash on the patient's chest. Yes, any type of new rash, the key word is we need to report this because it could be the deadly Steven Johnson syndrome. 
Now, option three, report feelings of hopelessness and apathetic. Yes, these are big risks for suicidal risk. And the last two options are also correct here. A morning fentanyl level of 26 is technically toxic. Remember, the range is between 10 and maximum of 20. And lastly, difficulty forming words or sentences. Yes, fenny toxic means fenny talking. So having difficulty forming words or sentences or even slurred speech, this is an early sign of toxicity. Now the next question here, the healthcare provider has prescribed four milligrams of acetylcholine to be administered IV push during a rapid sequence intubation. Which is the nurse's priority action when preparing to administer this medication? All right, that was a big question, so let's break this down. The question's asking for priority action when giving acetylcholine. So since this question's asking for a priority action, we always have to think, what kills the patient first? So before looking at the options, we're just thinking loss of life as well as loss of limb. So we know that acetylcholine, what kills the fastest is malignant hyperthermia. So we have to screen for those three criteria. A prior reaction to general anesthesia, blood relatives with significant reaction to that general anesthesia, as well as alcoholics, as mentioned by the HESI. So option number one is incorrect. Check the patient's core body temperature. Guys, that's not the main priority here. Now, option two is correct. Ask the patient about a history of alcohol abuse. Yes, we always screen for alcoholism. The key is to anticipate the deadly malignant hyperthermia. Now, option three was a little bit tricky. Prepare a dose of midazolam as prescribed for sedation. Now, this one's really close as a distractor. So, yes, we do give benzos for sedation, but it does not come before screening for those deadly adverse effects. And option number four, also incorrect. Ensuring a non-rebreather mask is at the bedside prior to administration. So, oxygen is not the biggest priority here when we're faced with deadly adverse effects. Now, the last question here, which instructions should the nurse include in the plan of care for a patient newly prescribed carbidopa and levodopa for the treatment of Parkinson's disease? Select all that apply. Okay, let's break this down. The question's asking for the plan of care for the key term, newly prescribed carbidopa and levodopa. So before looking at the options, we're thinking a few things that we know about this drug. So number one, levodopa. We have to leave the protein since it decreases the absorption of this drug. And two, levodopa leaves more dopamine inside the brain. So the side note is any drug that acts on the neurotransmitters, the dopamine inside the brain, typically affects balance and typically takes a long time to kick in. So now let's look at the options here. Option number one, if you don't notice improvements in your symptoms within one week, notify the provider. This is big time incorrect. Any drug that acts on the brain usually takes a few weeks. So specifically, levodopa takes about two to six weeks to kick in. Typically, any neurotransmitter, guys. So put that in your back pocket for the antidepressant section. Now, option two, when going from sitting to standing position, be sure to change your position slowly. Yes, again, 
typically any brain drugs affecting balance, we have to do slow position changes. And option three, it's a good idea to remove any clutter from your home that could cause you to trip and fall. Well, of course. So yes, it's correct. Preventing falls with Parkinson's, that unsteady gait, and those shuffling feet. And option number four, call your provider if you notice your urine change to a slightly reddish color. This was pretty tricky, but no, it's incorrect. Colored urine is normal. And lastly, option number five, we avoid eating meals that contain large amounts of protein while taking this medication. Yes, this is correct. Leave Adopa, you leave those high protein meals. This episode is brought to you by Trusted Health, the new way to travel nurse. If you're a nurse and you've been thinking about doing travel contracts, or if you're a nursing student, guys, I would definitely put this company in your back pocket. Remember them because the two main features that set them apart from other travel agencies is the fact that they actually have nurse advocates instead of pushy recruiters. If you guys don't know yet, or maybe you have experienced this before, most recruiters are like pushy car salesmen, trying to unload undesirable contracts for the highest bidder. Now, Trusted Health is different in that they actually employ bedside nurses who have left the bedside and are now nurse advocates that are there to advocate for you and basically get you your dream job. So, since there are no recruiters, Trusted Health is able to pass on the money directly to the nurses, typically paying higher than any other staffing company out there. Talk about a win-win. The second thing that sets them apart is that their website is upfront and open about pay. Simply go on their website and you can scroll through and look for assignments and find the right job that's right for you and immediately know what it pays and what the requirements are. So I kind of liken them to the helpful Honda people that are not pushy at all. They're basically there to advocate for you as a fellow nurse. And really the best part about the whole thing is that they actually help new grad nurses with a bunch of resources to help them deep dive into what's expected in the nursing career, as well as resume builder and simple tips and tricks to getting your first job. So guys, go check it out. It's at trustedhealth.com. And if you go to trustedhealth.com forward slash simple nursing, we've included a bunch of stuff for new grad resources there free of charge. All right, guys, I'll see you there. Trustedhealth.com forward slash simple nursing.